Hey everyone, and welcome to our 15th ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. As usual, I am your host, Squiggy, and I am joined by Slezo. Hello, Slezo. Hey, yo. How are you on this lovely evening as we record the 15th episode? Um, very happy we're recording it today and not yesterday when I was being deafened repeatedly. That's. I feel like I need context, and I feel like the listeners probably need context as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yesterday was fireworks day. Oh, yeah, it was whatever. Bonfire night, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And obviously, now that you know you can't go out, so clearly everyone set off fireworks all around. And it was yeah, it was quite loud. I was trying to edit the other podcast I'm on at the time, and it's kind of hard to focus on audio when all you can hear is bang, boom, whoosh. Yeah, actually, now you, me- now you mention it, it's not ideal playing Call of Duty during that as well. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that, to be honest. But, uh, well, I mean, apparently uh, you, you got off light where you live then because our neighbours set some off as well. And like, don't get me wrong, it's pretty. But at the same time, I am worried that one day I'm just going to hear a whoosh, bang, and then my room's going to be on fire. Yeah, I was really worried about my shed being set alight by, I think it was the neighbour, well, would have been the neighbours behind there had fireworks. Um, and I was worried about my shed just suddenly burning and it's got all my gym equipment in it. And that would have been like the end of the gym after one day of lockdown <laughs> or something like that. I mean, I was like, oh, that's CrossFit like dreams that. would be over. Yeah. How's your first day of lockdown 2.0 go? Well, my, my gym burnt to a crisp. So yeah, good times. But it hasn't, which is fantastic. And it's obviously, lock- what were you going to say, carry on? No, I was going to say like, this isn't, luckily, this isn't the uh, old men moan about kids and they're down fireworks show. So No, it's not. This is the Lag and Behind podcast. We come to you every other Tuesday. Oh, nearly got that wrong. At 9am, you can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and also on Anchor.fm. Just search for Lagging Behind Podcast and you can find us there. We're also on Twitter, at Behind Lagging. I got that one right as well. It's rolling off the tongue these days. Um, Yeah, you can find us on there. We'll tweet when new episodes go live. And obviously, feel free to tweet us any thoughts and opinions on what we talk about on the show. So let's get straight on with today's show. They're going off now. I hate people again. Carry on. So if you hear any loud bangs, it's fireworks. That's it's all you need to know. It's definitely fireworks. It's yeah. definitely fireworks, yeah. But anyway, let's get on with episode 15, and we'll start with what we start with every time, is what we've been playing. Um, Slezo, do you want to take us away before you oh, get deafened again? Amazing. So um, I've been playing two games. One we'll be talking about in just a little bit. So I'll focus on the other one. Uh, Crown Tundra, uh, the second DLC pack for Pokemon Sword and Shield has come out since the last episode. So I have been diving into that and i've been really impressed i was very pessimistic towards it when um after the, the nintendo direct they did to kind of unveil it because the trailer very much seemed to be there's legendaries and tag battles with the gym leaders yes that's it and then they did a music video and the thing that was uh, much better but now that uh I've had a chance to actually get properly dive into it. It's genuinely brilliant. Like this is probably the most fun I've had playing Sword and Shield. Like it's there's a lot there are a lot of legendaries and rare Pokemon in this area, but this is not an expansion that just relies on selling itself off of catch all those hard to catch buggers from the past twenty years. There's there's the writing is pretty good and kind of funny and how it knows how to kind of go over the top at times and point out the ridiculousness of it all as you're chasing are now kind of chicken-like Zapdos across an open field trying to catch it. It's, it's, all, it's all great stuff. The Reggie are back, so you've got those puzzles. And it's, yeah, it's nice. The wild, the, the wild area equivalent of this one is a lot more better designed. 
there's a lot more kind of up and down and hidden nooks and crannies to it. It kind of it very much now comes across as like a promising springboard for Gen Nine or whatever comes next. Like the base sword and shield had their moments, but they weren't. They were probably pretty disappointing. In fact, that they were pretty disappointing as Pokemon games go. So, but if the next gen of games carries on from what Crown Thunder has been doing, I've got a lot more hope to it because I have had a lot of fun exploring and unraveling the mysteries of this. Uh, I'm still not done either. Uh, Dynamax Adventures are pretty kind of fun. They kind of, I never really liked, so you could do max raids online, which is where you and up to three other people fight a giant Dynamax Pokemon, but they were never that great or interesting. But now that they've kind of turned it into a gauntlet where you have to kind of beat four in a row and then take on a legendary and you can, there's more strategy to it. So you get given rental Pokemon, like in the old Pokemon Stadium style games. And you can swap them out if you beat a Pokemon and go, actually, I think that one would be better against the legendary. And then you've got to plan your route. It's, there's, a lot, there's a lot more going on in Crown Tundra. And it doesn't all nail it. Not everything in it is perfect. Um, some of the puzzles are absolute insanity. Uh, here's a hint if you're struggling with one of them. Uh, these games have a whistle mechanic. I forgot that. It's the first time you've needed it in the entire game. But uh, uh, yeah, what I've been... What does the whistle mechanic do? Good question. I've never used it. <laughs> in this Fair case, in the, yeah. There's one, like, the Reggie have puzzles in this game asking you to do different things. And I was thinking of far more logical solutions to one of the puzzles than just whistle. So, uh, yeah. But uh, as I said, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I've still got a little bit to go. I haven't even started on the double battle gym leader stuff i mentioned yet because i'm still trying to beat the last legendary note which essentially means doing the dynamax adventures over and over until i get oh it's bloody gen 7 i'm gonna get the name wrong uh nihilego i think that ultra beast you'll have no clue what that is for you but uh you are correct i have no clue what that is <laughs> yes the uh the the weird jellyfish thing that um Luzumine used in gen 7 i think I could be completely wrong. I don't have the and best I memory. And of I can't memory. correct you, but if anyone <laughs> listening thinks Slazo is wrong, just tweet us and just go, Slazo, you are wrong. Yeah, Slazo, you're wrong about Pokemon. And then I'll be like, oh no, I fa- I'm sorry, oh, no. childhood me. I failed. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah, that's about it. Like, I've been kind of like slowly just working my way through other stuff and trying to beat like either stuff for this podcast or stuff in my backlog. Because uh, when this goes out, I will probably be on the way to collect a shiny new next-gen system that comes out today and that will probably be where my uh, focus goes going forward for a bit so wanted to get some old stuff out of the way first yeah i think that's to be honest i think that's probably what a lot of people are doing at this point in time just playing the backlog and I mean, it's really fairness, annoying i feel we're going to be doing that for the next six months anyway even with the new system yeah it's just like it's playing your backlog on a shiny new console basically. pretty much yeah but it's kind of setting yourself up ready for for next yeah. gen isn't it? um for me what i've been playing my usuals to be honest i don't really drift away from i seem to get stuck in this not a rut but it's like i'll play call of duty and i'll play fifa because the casual like they are casual games but they just yes. pick up and play games and i don't really have to worry about where i'm focusing my time and everything like do i need to properly pay attention to this can i probably scroll on my phone like during breaks yeah i can but if i was playing like a proper story driven game I probably couldn't. So at the minute, I'm just, that's why I play what I've been playing, which is Call of Duty. No, I, I completely appreciate that. I have like games where I'll, I generally call them podcast games these days because obviously now that I can't, I don't use a bus into work. I have a massive podcast backlog, including this one. But uh, 
so yeah, I generally like have games like Fall Guys, like um, I'm actually podcast gaming Pokemon now that I've gotten past all the main story bits. So generally, just stuff I can either have a podcast on, or if I'm in a party with like you and Laura and other people, just stuff where I don't have to really. And it's not like I'm say playing Horizon or Persona where I'm like, no, I want to concentrate on this. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's that's what I've that's what I find like because I've got quite a lot of a podcast backlog because I used to drive. I used to take basically an hour and a half to get to and from work back in the day. So that was basically a podcast every day. Yeah. And then when I swapped jobs, it became probably a 15-minute drive. So I barely listened to a single podcast in a week, never mind in a day. And then the backlog obviously carried on because of lockdown and everything like that. So, yeah, I'm working my way through my backlog as well, which is why I'm kind of playing those games. I normally sometimes stick Spotify on, put a podcast on while I'm playing FIFA or something like that. Maybe not Warzone because you need to be able to hear where people are coming from. But when I'm playing FIFA and if I ever play Four Guys again, I probably will just stick stuff on. But I've got to get a crown. But I have been playing the single player campaign of Call, Call, Call of Duty Modern Warfare and it's actually pretty decent. Um, now just, just to get me up to speed here, because Call, Call of Duty is a, a franchise. Modern Warfare is last year's campaign? Yeah, Modern Warfare is the 2019 okay. one, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I finally got around to playing that. It's 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 pretty decent actually. Um and there was a few sort of little um things that sort of took you back to the original Modern Warfare, which I thought was quite cool. It's really complicated when I'm saying I'm playing Modern Warfare but going back to the other Modern Warfare, but that's Call of Duty for you. Um but no, that was quite fun. Uh it was probably it wasn't a long campaign. I think I finished it in probably about eight hours, if that maybe. Sounds about right. But it was it was pretty good fun. Uh, there's a few standout missions towards the end, which I really enjoyed. And then it kind of sets it up for the next, well, for the next installment, if they do one, or for Spec Ops. I've not played Spec Ops yet. So it was quite cool. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, where would it's probably you... the best campaign I've played for a while. I was going to say, where would you rank mm-hmm. it in the, because um, you've played more of them than I have. Where would you rank yeah. it on the COD campaign? I've not, I've not played a COD campaign for a while, actually. I've played, I played Infinite Warfare. And I think that was the last one that I played. Because that space. Yes, that was the one with Jon okay. Snow in it and Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton was in it? Um, yeah, he was an engineer in it. You could speak to him when you were on the okay. ship. Yeah. So that was the last one I played because Black Ops 4 didn't have one. And I never played the World War II campaign because I was kind of, I wasn't really bothered about playing a World War II Call of Duty campaign. I just played it for the multiplayer. But it was pretty good. I think it's probably up there with one of the best. And even the cutscenes just look fantastic as well. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they were like in World War Two and things like that, but they just looked fantastic. Like it looked sort of like you were watching sort of a like a movie kind of thing. Well, you know it's CGI, but you're still not a hundred percent convinced if that makes sense. Like some of the cutscenes looked probably a lot better than some AAA game cutscenes, like single player cutscenes and everything. But then the gameplay it just looks like normal Call of Duty standard stuff. <laughs> but no, it was pretty. It was good fun. I'd probably I'd put it up in probably the top top five. Call of Duty campaigns that I've played, probably behind all three Modern Warfare's. Um, this is a Modern Black Warfare the, uh, the the original <laughs> Modern Warfare's. Sorry, twenty. I don't even know what year. I'm not even going to try and guess. But those the original Modern, Modern Warfare's. Warfare's 07, 09, and I think eleven. Was it that? Was it? Yes, it would have been actually. Yeah. Pretty sure. Here we go. Right, I'm going to try this now. I bet I'm going to get this wrong. So I need your help, Squiggy. Modern War- Call of Duty Four, Modern War. Okay, Call of Duty One, Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty Three. No one cares about those. Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare. Call of Duty World at War, Modern Warfare yep. 2, Black uh-huh. Ops, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Ghosts? Um, think so. 
Okay. Ghost, I think it's Ghosts and Advanced Warfare are the next two. I'm gonna get. I'll get the list up. Oh shoot! Now, now I'm at, now I'm actually gonna be held for this. Uh, I've got to find them in list order first. Uh, where did <laughs> okay. you get it to? You got it at Black Ops Two. I, I got it to the bits we all know. So then it, I'm pretty sure after Black Ops Two, it's I want to say Ghosts, then Advanced Warfare. Yep. Then Black Ops Three. Yep. Holy shit! What year? What year was? Black Ops 3 was 2015. <laughs> no, there's one more before Infinite. Oh, always uh, oh, there. Oh, fuck. I'm forgetting <laughs> one. I, there, is there one between Black Ops 3 and Infinite Warfare? No, there's not. Oh, well, shit. Sorry, I thought, I thought Infinite <laughs> Warfare was 10 years after because that was the one where they bundled in the remake. Infinite Warfare, World War 2. Yep. And I've already talked about one of the other ones. You have. Sorry. So in that, no, Black Ops 4 was. Yeah, no, 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 Black Ops 4, then and then Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare, and then, and then Cold War this year. Oh, Black yeah. Ops Cold War. Yeah. Oh my god, I actually got it. did it. well. I was yeah. impressed. I wow. remember playing Ghost, because Ghost was one of the first games I played on the PS4 and the Xbox Is Ghost one. the one where you have the mechs that you leap into? Like the oh. little strider kind of things, like, like Metal Gear? I think that was Advanced Warfare, but I can't really it's, remember. It's one of those two. That's where they started getting weird, so... <laughs> Yeah, I can't really remember. I remember Advanced Warfare had Kevin Spacey in it. Um, Ghosts was the first next gen, well, this gen. Ghosts was the crossover gen. Yeah, and it got absolutely slated. <laughs> and it was terrible. The multiplayer was terrible. We couldn't tell you the campaign. Don't really care. High hopes um, for Black Ops Cold War then. <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm actually excited for Cold War. I really am. I've already got it pre-ordered ready for my Xbox turning up on Tuesday as well. Hopefully. Please, Smith, hey. don't let me down. Don't let me down, Smith. Don't let me down. You'll find out on my Twitter if they do let me down. But anyway, I think that's all That's all I've been playing. That's all you've been playing today, though. So. I mean, unless you want me to talk about gacha games. Not particularly, no. <laughs> no. We'll give that one a miss. So we'll move on to what is our main and only topic of this show, which is free stuff. So free stuff, every five podcasts, we uh-huh. we pick a game, obviously the, the podcast before that, um, and we play it. And then basically we get back in five podcast time and talk about it. So I wasn't here for the last one, which was no, Ori. Yes, yeah, um, uh, we did My Choice Ori. And now we're doing Laura's Choice. Of Sonic Mania. And Laura is not here to talk about Sonic Mania. So I am going to give you a quick overview of what Sonic Mania is based on Amazon. So Amazon is where you're pulling up with the script. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Wikipedia one was too long. Why not so, just go on like PSN store or something? You know what? PSN store. We can do this during it, you know. Be careful now, because now you'll have to navigate the new modern PlayStation store. No, no. No, I don't. She's like, not brilliant. There we go. It's the same one as Amazon. (laughs) (sighs) Back to Amazon. Actually, I'll read the Sonic Mania. This one. Experience the ultimate celebration of past and future in Sonic Mania. An all-new 2D Sonic adventure run at a crisp 60 frames per second with stunning HD retro... HD retro style graphics. Good God. Multiple player ca- playable characters give you the ability to go explosively fast as Sonic, sort as Tails, or power through obstacles with Knuckles' brute strength. You can relive the Sonic of the past with an exciting new twist on classic zones while fighting against new bosses in Dr. Eggman's evil robot army. Go head-to-head with players in competition mode or play in co-op mode with a friend. Sonic Mania was developed by Chrissy and Whitehead, Headcanon, and Pagadoda West Games in collaboration with Sonic Team. Welcome to Sonic Mania. Bum, bum, bum. 
You mean there was a co-op mode? Oh, we should have we yeah, tried that out. Reading that, as Bish said, I didn't even know about playing this game. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I think we may as well just go with, Slazer, so did you finish it? I did, in fact, finish, for the third time, I finished the game, Squiggy. Well done. How about you? I did not. The... I got stuck, and I will openly admit, I got very stuck. Uh, I'm don't just worry, not very... I, won't, I won't drag you about this repeatedly over the next half an hour. Yeah, no, thanks. So, so basically, <laughs> obviously, I missed the Ori one five podcasts ago. And again, I, I just, I'm not very good at platformers. I am not built for platformers. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll avoid bringing up old wounds, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know what we it have is. words like, behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Like, platformers just aren't, they're not my game. And I get frustrated very easily with them. And it's weird because, like, I love Sonic games. Like, the first ever console game I played was Sonic the Hedgehog. And then I had Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and then I had Sonic Knuckles. And I think I've literally played... You were played... a Mega Drive kid? Oh, yeah, I was Mega Drive kid. Huh. I wasn't even playing games at that point, so... Huh. Yeah, that's, what I, that's, that's why I'm so... That's why it's frustrating, because I used to play them when I was younger, and I used to be all right at them. Like, playing Mario on the Game Boy, I was perfectly fine at that. Give me a Mario game now, I'm all for the platformers. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's, it's weird and it's frustrating. So that's probably why I was really annoyed at Ori. And with Sonic, I was kind of frustrated because... Well, I remember playing it, and I thought I was all right at it, but... As I really found out, I wasn't actually that good at it. I'll tell you now, Swiggy, you've dodged the bullet because I was talking to my flatmate about what I could possibly pick as a future pick. He was like, why not? You go with Hollow Knight. And I just flashed back to Ori and this game and was like, haha, no, no, I, no. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, out of the three games we've had so far, one was a first-person shooter. Finished that multiple times. The other two platformers, nope, which tells you a lot about my gaming ability, I think. But yeah, so so for Sonic, like I really love all the Sonic games. I've pretty much played. I think I've played most of them, apart from Sonic 06. Um, I'll, I'll forgive that one. <laughs> I've played all. I think I played all the Game Boy Advance ones, like Sonic Advance and everything. So so you know, I've got. Did you do um? Oh, what were they called? The DS ones, Sonic Dash. Rush? I I played a, Sonic Rush. Was it Sonic Rush? I think I played a bit of it, possibly. Um, the ones with Blaze. I think. I feel like uh, I need to get a list of all the Sonic games. So. I, uh, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the Sonic guy, so I'm not faux pas on Sonic lore. Yeah. So played... I apologize now if I start butchering the million Sonic games. I played Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, Sonic CD, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure Two, Sonic Advance, the Sonic Mega Collection, Sonic Heroes. I loved Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes is amazing, and people at the time really shat on it, and I have no idea why, because it's, it's a brilliant game. Yeah, and then I kind of, I think I stopped after that one, because Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 was Because the then it one. gets a bit weird, because then you have, like, Sonic 06, the Wii ones, where you have to tilt, it's like an on-rails thing, or yeah, Sonic, Sonic Colors. Werewolfy one. Colors is alright, apparently, I've never played it. Yeah, so yeah, so I've, I've played quite a lot of them anyway, so... When when Sonic you said we're playing Sonic Mania, I've not played Sonic Boom, but but like you you've not lived, man, you've not lived. <laughs> but like even with Sonic Mania, I I bought it on launch for the Switch, so like it's a game that I really obviously wanted to play. I just I'm not very good at it, and I think that's pretty much what the gist of this is going to be. It's me not being very good at it, me really liking the game, but really not being very good at it. So which which, is why which version did you play for this? Then was it the Switch one? Or? No, so I played the PS4 one because it was the free okay. PS Plus one. Yeah. I played that one. Um, I think I got, to be honest, if I compare them, I think I found the Switch one easier. I got further in this one because I played it for more for longer. But I found the Switch one. Well, the Switch is more pick up and play, and Sonic 
sort of suits that. Like not perfectly, yeah. but yeah. But like when you when you start it up, obviously you get the Green Hill Zone, and I love obviously when I've played all these Sonic games, your first memory is the Green Hill Zone, and I yes. loved it. And I could honestly probably play the first uh, level of Sonic the Hedgehog blindfolded because I've played it that many times. Probably because I died so many times back in when I was younger as well. But like knowing exactly where where to jump, where you actually go into the the tunnels and everything, or where there's actually a a boing pad to boing you back the other way. That's what I'm going to call it, a boing pad. Yeah, I think it's spring. I think is. Yeah, it's spring. We'll call it boing pad. I prefer boing nah, pad. Boy, I go with boing pad. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, like, I've actually so I know... wrote boings in my notes, so I can't even <laughs> argue this. So yeah. Yeah, so I kind of know that off by heart. So playing that again was was like the dream, if you know what I mean. I mean, this is like. It's a differently designed Green Hill Zone. Yeah, but a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of it's, it it's the, the same, same design. But... Yeah, and it keeps certain like certain bits and bobs of it as well. Like the certain bits that happen that you come across in this Green Hill Zone that you come across in the original one, and so okay. on and so on. So because I noticed that. Um, That's yeah, interesting because I, I don't have that perspective really. So it's good yeah, to know. I think I think I can't remember if the boss is the same. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know if the boss. I in feel like it, I'm Hill pretty Zone. sure it's the ball and chain boss. I think yeah. that's like the first Eggman boss in pretty much all Sonic games. Yeah, so. so it will be the first one, yeah. I think. But no, yeah. But no, I really enjoyed like that part. And then the next the next one after that was the chemical plant zone. So for me, the chemical plant zone was a very big sticking point when I was younger, which is from Sonic 2, Sonic and Tails. So I had never got past the chemical plant zone back <laughs> in the day. It's when, it's, you know, when the water starts coming up. I do remember that because I feel yeah. that's in this one as well. And yeah, I could say yeah. a lot of things about underwater mechanics in this game. Oh, Most I'm, of I'm them re- not good. Yeah, I'm ready. For, don't worry. Don't worry. That's that's why this one's being brought up. Um, Actually, I'll say it's weird because you, you wouldn't have got to this level. There's a dedicated underwater level later on, but oh. because that's designed with underwater in mind, it works. Whereas this one where it just happens, yeah. Yeah. This one, it feels like the underwater is there to trip you up. Yeah, um, and it it did a lot when I was younger. It did a few times this playthrough as well. I just I don't like like you said the mechanics like jumping and it's so floaty. But then you sometimes jump and where the blocks are moving, I got squashed up against the wall by the blocks because of the jumping basically in slow motion. I don't know if you yes. like you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh no, I know exactly the bit you mean. Yeah, that was probably my first kind of. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's... if you it's because of the way you drown as well, and there's no. Unlike in the underwater levels, there's no kind of like safe spots where you can go and get air, as it were. Yeah. So if you essentially fuck up the jumps once, maybe you'll just about have time to do it on the second yeah. run. But yeah, either you'll get squashed because you're trying to speed through it, or you'll drown. Yeah, and I, and when I was younger, that's how I used to die all the time. Never got past that part. And obviously this time I did. But when you think back to it, you go, that was really frustrating. That was probably the most frustrating part i think and it's Even still though, frustrating today yeah that's what i mean like i died back then so many times obviously and then playing it now and i was like oh i've got this i'm older i'm wiser i know what i'm doing and it's still it's just i think because it the controls for underwater like in that part are just so they're not broken but they're so like floaty and everything yeah and sonic just... already isn't the most like compared to say a mario or heck nori it's not the most Sonic's not nearly as precise and then when the underwater makes that even floatier and looser it's like no please yeah because I, I feel that, that kind of relies on precision to make that jump so you time your really floaty jump at the right time you'll land on the, the part that you need to land on but yeah because it's so 
well, it's pretty terrible. You don't. Um, so yeah, I found that back when I was younger and then playing it more, you realize how I, it's actually the controls at that point. And I think it's, I don't know, is it a good thing that the, they didn't change the controls? That they just kept it how it is? I'm not really sure. But I mean, this is, I mean, as the blurb said, this is very much intended to be like a throwback, a, a modern tech retake on classic Sonic. Ways. Yeah. So I'd assume it was left in intentionally like that anyway. But yeah. I don't know if, again, I don't know if that's a positive or not. Um, but yeah, obviously there's other there's other existing zones. I'm not sure fully which ones they are. Flying Battery Zone is from Sonic and Knuckles, I believe. Don't look at me, Squiggy. I can't help you here. Yeah, I realize that. So yeah, so Zone 4 is the Flying Battery Zone, which is from Sonic and Knuckles. Um, Stardust Speedway Zone is from Sonic CD, I believe. Uh, yes, because my notes, in fact, do say that. Yeah, the Hydrosity. By my notes, I mean your notes. Yeah, the Hydrosity one, which is where... The water one, I believe. That's from Sonic 3. Yep. Um, the Oil Ocean. Oil Ocean. Yeah, I recognize that one. Yeah. Um, Lava Reef is from Sonic and Knuckles. Metallic Madness is from Sonic CD. And then the final one's a brand new one. So there's still a few. I don't know if you want to talk a bit more about them because you got further than me in them. Oh, there's, um, well, that's the thing. I've got, lo- I haven't really written down my notes zone to zone per se. I've kind yeah. of more done overall takes the game but i will say because you, you skipped over there like well the ones you will have played squiggy studiopolis yes the i was kind gonna of come on yeah i was gonna come back that because it was a new one yeah well, it's a new one but... and this is like green hill zone is iconic and classic like i'm not gonna like it's got its design to it so you play and you're immediately like yeah this is this is sonic and chemical plant probably as well if you played like the originals will have a bigger place in your heart but to me it was studio studio i'm gonna keep saying it wrong studiopolis however you pronounce it was the first one where I was like, holy shit, this is gorgeous. Yes. Running around this neon city with glass everywhere as you're going like behind panes and just you can only see the shadow, like the outline. The outline, that's the one I'm after. The outline of Sonic is just shattering through glass and like fighting various enemies and just that big city glitz glamour feel. I was like, holy damn, this is so pretty. I think it might, might actually be like the level that I was most wowed by in terms of visual design. Yeah, no, I, from the... From the four, I'll say I've only played four. From the four that I've played, that is the one where it's got the wow factor to it. It just looked like I kind of, I kind of guessed it was a new zone before I played it because it just looked so. It's modern, yeah. It's very. Yeah, I, I, it looked, it looked kind of out of place with all the other ones because the other ones are obviously, you know, the yeah, a lot of them are thirty years old the or something old like levels that. Done in new style, yeah. I mean, that yeah. is one of the things I do really like, kind of respect and like about this in that it's very much kind of. What if a classic Mega Drive Sonic game was made in uh, 2017? I think this came out. And yeah. it really, like in stuff like Studiopolis, you really do see that sense of this is what Sonic would be if it was made nowadays. And it looks yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And there's a lot of parts in it as well that obviously they're brand new for just for this zone, but you kind of, you could kind of imagine them in yeah. other Sonic bits. I think there's a part, it's not, it's not the time, I don't know if it's, it's not time travel, but like there's warping bits of it or the bits where you, you smash around in all the different um i don't know they're not boingy things but like the metal plates that you can hit off and there's a lot of them yes in it where the coins are in it i was like that's pretty cool i don't think i've seen that in a in any of the sonic levels before and obviously with it being new it probably is new and i was like that's really cool that would work in a lot of other sonic levels as they go on yeah but no, I really like Studio Studio Studiopolis. So. <laughs> See, I like it, in your head you say it fine, and when you try and say it out loud, you're like, yeah. uh, Studiopolis. Sure. Yeah, no, but it's yeah, that was probably my favorite zone as well. And even like the music in it, 
although it's the 2017 game, the music in it was pretty cool as well. Like See, the I'm retro not... style. I'm not gonna like the music does, especially like at the start, very reminiscent of Sonic. But I must admit, the only because I listened to the OST uh, before we did this, and the only one that ever really captures my attention is like um, the core theme. Like I think it's called Friends, the core theme of the game, which plays when you see like the opening cinem, the gorgeous opening animated cinematic. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's it's like I I mean I if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I do urge people out there to give that a listen because it's. It's not like constrained by being like, oh, it just has to be like a 16-bit style song. So it's very much a modern, up-to-date version of a nice Sonic ditty, and it's like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, but and I, I wish I'd the rest like... of the soundtrack was that good. See, Thanks. I like I like a lot of the Sonic soundtrack, but I think it's because you've of... probably got more nostalgia for it than I have. So yeah, yeah. So, like the Green Hill Zone, even like the Chemical Plant Zone, like playing that again. I think this is so cool, and you kind of remember it. I mean, I don't think the music's it's never gonna it's never gonna be one that you're going to jump off your seat of video games live if it started playing, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But it, yeah. it's stuff that, for me, I listen to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this. This is, like, this is really cool. Like, it's nostalgic and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've pretty much got this in my Like, the audio visuals of this game are very much there to take you back to those days where you were, like, 10 or less or however old you were back in the A lot less 90s. Than 10, I think. Yeah, 90s. When yeah. the classic sites came out, this game does a phenomenal job of just taking you straight back to that era and updating it for modern consoles. Yeah, yeah it's one of them where it's not gonna it's not gonna win any any awards for like graphics and gameplay because it is. I, it I is don't know. Like... I'll give it. I'll give. Him, I mean, heck, because there's one like some of the the one touches aren't just like oh shit, this is an awesome new zone that you couldn't do before. Like even like the Sonic animations, there's just tons of like fun little sprites where Sonic's idle or spinning around. In like 3D planes and or sli- uh, I don't know if you got to any levels that had this, but there's like water slides in later levels, and so it's just slipping down those out of control, having a blast. And it's like, oh, I don't think so I've much, seen them once. I know that so the one where he, the one if you leave the controller for a while and he just stands there with his arms folded, tapping yeah. his foot. But I know that was in the original one. Yeah, but I, well, I just felt so. there were a lot of a lot of work had been done to give Sonic a lot more personality for his spikes, which you can do nowadays that you don't have to stick everything on a tiny cartridge yeah yeah they had the space for it i just i just don't think that i mean they did i don't think they did i don't know how to put this i don't think they did loads to make it a brand new sonic game but they did enough to make it feel like you were playing a new sonic game but on the old sonic engine yeah if that made sense yeah everything about like the engine is i mean take your word for it here because you've played the classic so small and i have plays but it play, plays a classic Sonic for better and yeah. worse. So. Yeah, I think it might be good talking about the for better and worse parts, Lizzo. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested in your like thoughts on probably Sonic gameplay as a whole and and the Sonic Mania one. Oh, Sonic mechanics, bloody hell! Right, <laughs> uh, just so full disclaimer. So Squeeze played them a lot more than I have. I have dabbled with it. I didn't. I wasn't a Mega Drive kid, so I didn't play it into that on that point. I first kind of properly played 2D Sonic when I had my GameCube. And because of the rave reviews everyone who played Sonic had told me about the game, I picked up Mega Collection. They've done so many of them over the years. One of the collections that had loads of Sonic games in. And I got onto that. I booted up a whole bunch of them. I entered cheat codes so I could play them all. So I gave like Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and Knuckles a try. Uh, I, I thought Spinball was all right when I tried that one. Just like I gave a whole bunch of the sites a try, and then I think the thing I ended up most using that disc for was the uh, Archie comics, 
they put on there, the Sonic Archie comics. So I read for all of those and was like, hot oh, damn, this is amazing. Yeah, that kind of sums up my younger me's thoughts on Sonic. And I've tried every now and again over the years to get give them a whirl. I tried when Sonic 4 came out on XBLA, I gave that a try, and Sonic fans are probably screaming, no, not that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I tried Sonic Generations, and I thought Sonic Generations was all right. I didn't mind that one. Um, I never, I don't think I ever played much of it, but I thought like, I had fun playing a little bit. I did, but I never really got into it. Uh, I I have played a little bit more of some of the 3D Sonics. So, like I played a bunch of Sonic Heroes, as I mentioned, which I really loved. Uh, I've dabbled in one of the other ones, but it's gone. Can't remember. But I've never, I'd never really, I'd always had the opinion of 2D Sonic of having frustra- a lot of frustrations with it or just not being interested. So I was interested when Laura nominated this. I was like, well, I've not actively played a 2D Sonic now since whenever Generations came out, which I think was almost a decade ago at this point. Or yeah, close to that. 20, 2011. Shit me, yeah. So I had, that was the last time I'd actually given a 2D Sonic a go. So I was actually kind of interested to see, like, what will I, now that I've gone through so much different taste changes as a gamer now i'm no longer just diehard nintendo like i was back in the day now that i've played so many genres of games and so many different um takes i was very interested to see where my opinions on 2d sonic would lie and the answer is pretty much exactly the same as where they used to be except now that i have beaten the sonic game i kind of have a better appreciation for why people love them i don't but i get it sort of now so yeah as i said so to kind of loop back to where we were so this is very much a classic sonic game for but in 2020 or 2017 for better and worse the better is obviously as i mentioned the audio visuals are phenomenal and really take you back to that style yeah this says if if you're asking me mario versus sonic in terms of style sonic no doubt like mario has some nice worlds and level designs but sonic has a lot more personality in them and a lot of the stages are the more memorable, especially compared to some modern Mario's. Yeah, no, I'd, actually, that's a good point. Just thinking, to sort of like two D Mario games. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not throwing two D Mario under the bus because it's platforming brilliant. Oh, yeah, they're, but they're in still terms fantastic of like games, but... world design, it's not. Yeah, the best. I think there's, I think there's more in Sonic, if you know yes. what I mean. Whether whether it's like the wind, the turbine things in the windy, the flying battery zone, or whatever it is. Like, I don't think there's loads in. Mario, yeah, but well, again, they have, Mario they have kind work. of, yeah, they have very different philosophies to level design. Mario is kind of settled into this formula as time goes on. Um, Game Maker's Toolkit has done a bunch of videos on it, where essentially a level nowadays will have one mechanic, and they'll teach you that mechanic in a safe space, and then they'll start like leveling. They'll do like a harder version, and then a harder version, and then a twist, and then like a review. It almost like you're doing like a test when back when you were taught to like pee all over the page in the good old days of testing. That's kind of how a Mario level's laid out. You learn it, it gets harder, they put a twist on it, and then they see if you've mastered it. Sonic kind of does it a bit differently in that each of its 24 levels split up. So um, two levels per... Oh, shit, it uses stupid names for them. Two acts per zone. Is it two acts per zone? Oh, yeah, two two acts per act. I was (laughs) trying to think there. I think it's two two acts per zone because each one's a zone. And it's two acts per zone. Yeah, yeah. So what will generally happen is at the start of an act, you'll generally have like a segment where each level generally has like four to six new mechanics, like be it enemy types or in this one, you're going to be going down water slides or there's some plants that spring or you've got hidden booster pads or 
the the whirly cog things that there's a bajillion <laughs> different mechanics i've got them all written down in my notes but not in my summary but there's a lot of different mechanics so basically you'll get taught them in like a safe space at the start of a level but all kind of in a one go and then now the game goes like right you know what you're doing now off you go have fun go be free yeah fly can, sonic fly it and gets very overwhelming very quickly yeah yeah there's like there is a critical path that the game roughly guides you along um even if you can't always tell where it goes because you're sent catapulting off around the level with like auto scrolling bits every now and again so it's hard to kind of make a mental map of where you're going but you can usually blunder your way in the direction it's pointing you and you'll probably progress but yeah it's you can, it's a case of you will likely pick up the mechanics more as you're going through the level and you will in that starting bit just because you'll actually have to interact with them more generally in the level than you will in the starting bit where you're kind of just shuffled along being like this is how this works did you catch that no you just ran by but uh yeah, as i said it's not it's a it's a different way of doing level design and it works for the main like you kind of pick up on what you need to be doing but it's not it doesn't allow you to go intimately into various there are plenty of like cool little gimmicks in levels like there's a later level you wouldn't have got to squiggy where this kind of like electric ball like kind of like electric oh that you see them in science labs where they have like the static electricity shooting out to the surface yeah I know and you, you kind of yeah you kind of like spin around on those almost like you're in galaxy where sonic's kind of running around them and you have to fling yourself up off of them and there's like tons of different cool mechanics like that across all the 24 levels but because they're pretty much constrict confined to that specific act there's never really a lot of evolution of it it's not like in mario where it kind of makes increasing complexity adds a twist and everything it's just kind of cool we're done with those mechanics now away they go we got rid of those next set on you go ever onwards never look back and yeah it kind of there can be times where you're like oh i was having fun with that it would have been nice to explore that mechanic a bit more than you actually did yeah no i so, i kind of the more you the more you've spoke about that the more i'm like when you actually think about it quite a lot it's like actually yeah so like the flying battery zone yeah for example that's obviously got the the fans which can like yes. lift you up and blow you across it's got the the stuff you can like the, not the monkey bars but you know what i mean where you can climb across them obviously yes. a couple of them lower down you've got the one where it shoots fire in a circle but if you stand on it becomes a jump pad and all those things and like it's even got the boost pads where you run over them you go even quicker but yes. a lot of them aren't in other levels but i do kind of think the boost pads can be used instead of the boingy springy boingy things in like other zones so i don't know if yeah. it's like is it it's not an evolution but is it just another way of hiding it in a level there's there's a few there's then, a few where i like oh this is just an old mechanic but redress like there's yeah. water slides in one level and then you get to uh oil ocean and it's like oh now i'm on an oil slide mm. yeah so <laughs> i think i think a little like there's a few that are reused but in a different form yeah. but a lot of them That's are fair. just are just for that level which is yeah by the time like by the time you've got the end of the chemical com- chemical plant zone you've mastered everything is to master there like the different liquids having the different colors which i thought was really cool in that zone i don't know if that occurs oh is that the one you have to inject stuff into the liquid and that makes it a bounce pad yeah and you can bounce on it yeah yeah oh, I, I, like, no, if, I thought that was in the idea yeah but i don't know if that happens in any other of the zones apart from that and like that's a really Not cool idea remember <laughs> and it's like it's really fun and then two acts later it's gone yeah and you never see it which yeah is a bit that is frustrating but but if that was if that was the only thing then that would be fine um i feel 
I can't even remember how I got onto that level design tangent, but oh well, on we go. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, in terms of the main frustration I have though with 2D Sonics is just, one of them is, as we touched already, the more flowy platforming, which is fine if you want to make a more flowy platformer. It's weird in Sonic, which is a game that very much encourages you to be going fast. The whole idea of Sonic is gotta go fast, gotta... See, that this is Sonic impression. That was really tough, but this is something that I've written down, so... It's pretty much what you said, like the gameplay is meant to be fast, but I think because of probably maybe some of the controls and some of the mechanics, you actually sometimes need to slow yourself down. Yeah, there's a lot play. of precision platforming moments yeah. for a game that wants you to be going at the speed of sound. Yeah, so like I remember probably when I was younger just thinking, this is a game where I need to go fast. I'll jump here, I'll jump there, I'll be perfectly fine. And I miss jumps and everything like that, so you've actually got to slow it down a lot. But in a certain parts where you can't slow it down because you've got to be going at the speed. Yeah, to get around there, and even I then, sometimes s- if you're going too fast, I think it might be in it might be Green Hill Zone. Actually, there's a point where if you just run in a straight line, obviously you're going really fast. You'll hit one of the boingy springy things, and you'll go flying back. Yeah, and then you've obviously uh, got to run things again. like that. You hit those and go flying back. You might hit an enemy that you couldn't react to in time because it's just on you immediately. Yeah. yeah, just there's lots of things that kind of like get you. I mean, I saw an interesting. A description of it on the kind of the way to master Sonic is to think of it more as like almost like a pinball table, which may, makes sense considering there are pinball levels in even yeah. in this one. Kind of where <laughs> the idea is you're more influencing Sonic of where that's a weird way of putting it, but influencing Sonic of where you want to go. So you kind of like not like giving him a push here and a shove there rather than reacting to the level as it comes. But that obviously requires you to have memorized the levels. Like, that's not something you can really do on the first playthrough. That's something you can only really do when you're trying to speedrun the game or master it more than you can if you're just a casual fuck like me who's like, I just want to play this and beat it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but, uh, as I say, it's, it's, I mean, it's weird then because then you have like those auto scroller bits where it's essentially shuffling you from one part of the map to another for the next bit of level. And those are kind of the most relieving parts of it because you know you're fine in those level bits. You're like, oh, I could just sit back and enjoy the pretty visuals and the scenery now. I don't have to worry about an enemy coming out of nowhere to bit me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I put down that a lower to the game for speed. It's, yeah, it doesn't always work that way because you kind of sometimes find that you might you might suddenly die, maybe not die, but lose all your coins because an enemy just randomly appeared or parts appeared and, yeah. I think that's yeah. one of my major frustrations about it, to be honest. That and you've brilliantly segued into my other. It used to be major frustration. Now I'm just kind of like it. It annoys me, but I sort of get it a little bit more now. Which is so the other main mechanic of Sonic is it's the health system or the rings, basically. Yeah. So I'm assuming everyone listening has probably played a Sonic game, but if you've not, essentially Sonic collects rings, kind of like Mario collects coins and such. But rings are sort of your weird health. Rings are life, but it's a bit weirder than that because you will go along collecting rings and you can collect hundreds of them if you're good enough. But if you take one hit, they go everywhere. You'll never never collect them all back either. It's deliberately. So you'll never get them all back. And that's done deliberately because some of them will literally shoot off at the speed of sound backwards down the level. And you have to kind of make a split-second judgment of which ones you want to collect, which ones you want to chase. And the, it's, it's a, just a very weird dichotomy because it essentially means if, you're, if you have no rings and you get hit, it's game over, you die. So yeah. you are, in theory, you only need one ring, but it puts you in this awkward situation where outside of a few like bonus mechanics like supersonic or getting into stars or star special stages, I think, 
there's kind there's no difference between having one ring and say 50 they'll still all go flying if you it's not like an enemy will hit you in the game's like right you lose up to 20 rings no no you lose all of your rings yeah the only the only thing is if you've got more rings it's easier to get, them get back. more back yeah, yeah. If, you, if you lose one you could find yourself chasing it around a little bit I like feel, I've done. yeah i feel that's what i can appreciate a bit more now that the more as an adult i can pick up on a bit more like uh the yeah so well 50 rings isn't explicitly an advantage it will be easier to get them back and it's just kind of like it's diminishing returns as it were each time but it does also mean and this is how i beat a, quite a few of the bosses in the game as long as you have one ring just throw yourself at them and make sure you pick it up before your invincibility frame wears off from being here yeah yeah pretty much that's pretty much the ones that i beat that's how i did it apart from oh which boss was it i think it was the first the first boss in the studiopolis zone the rockets one where oh, that one. The, oh, the one you're running along yeah yeah and i just i just couldn't get it for the first couple of times i just couldn't get it at all that one's kind of i mean there's a lot i'll say about the bosses in a bit but that one is kind of weird because you're kind of, it's like one where you're like kind of running along an infinite stage as it were or not infinite but you're running yeah, along but... kind of a slight sky scoring stage and you have to hit blue rockets specifically because that's the color sonic is to bounce them back but the platforming is even weirder in that one because you're in theory you're constantly running along so it's hard to judge how far you need to jump because you think yeah. it's so far and then you're like oh no i've undershot and i've hit the rocket and i've died yeah i've done that so many times that's pretty much the only time that i died on that was me jumping to hit the blue rocket mistiming my jump and not realizing and then landing on one of the other rockets and dying yeah, you and really have it. to kind of overshoot where you're aiming for yeah. that one. You know, and because obviously you lose your coins, but you're still running. It's hard yeah, to get your coins. Yeah, that very quickly gets abandoned. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I think I, I think I actually beat the boss with no coins because I lost them right at the start, and I somehow managed to survive. And I don't know how I did it. And that was the greatest moment of my gaming career. Yeah, and that well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the other weird thing though, because. Um, so the way um, lives work in this is if you run out of lives, you're sent back to the start of the zone. So if you're at the uh, end of Act 2 boss, you might get a bit yep. annoyed about having to do 10 oh, to 15 yeah. minutes mm -hmm. or more of gameplay. That's but what's also Yeah, but what's also weird is so the first time you get to a boss, you're probably riding high in quotes with like, you'll make, maybe you'll have like 50 rings in your pocket. So it's not so bad. And then you die. You're like, oh, shoot, I've got to learn that. And then... There'll always be a couple of rings outside the boss room, so you've got some. But yeah, it's you're at a distinct disadvantage now because you've lost like 40 plus rings, and now you have to do this with a couple. So essentially, you're trying to kite off one ring from the start, pretty much. Yeah, I find it always um, if you hit the checkpoint just before the boss, it gives you like six rings or something. Yeah, or something like but that. It, it means death in this game is just so punishing because yeah even if you don't go back to the even if you don't wipe out as it were and go back to the start of the zone and thankfully this game is in the continues but uh because yeah. otherwise i wouldn't have beaten it <laughs> but uh it's you still lose like death still takes away from you either from your ring count or back to the start and it's brutal in that regard and it's not even the bosses are always necessarily hard there are a couple where i just couldn't figure it out to save for the life of me but yeah, you yeah. just the punishment for failure is so high in this game. It always feels like. Yeah, I find some of the bosses like, like you said, they're not they're not difficult. It's just sometimes it's either the mechanics or you don't really know what you're doing, so it's a bit of trial and error. But you can't yeah. afford trial and error because of yeah. the fact that you could end up having to go back to the start of the the zone 
and obviously you probably don't really want to do that. Yeah, I do want to do that. Is like I think one of the main thing. I feel I, I've called it the highlight in my notes is the boss battles. So as opposed to the levels, which kind of all after a while play out. Yes, there's mechanics in each level, but they play out much in a similar way. The bosses are just wildly varied. Like even in the bit you did, Squiggy, you had you got the fun of uh, the Poyo Poyo boss, which just appears. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was fun. But I was again, I was a little bit confused. I was like, why has this appeared in the middle of a Sonic game? Is this like, is this a trap? Is this actually a boss? Am I doing this properly? <laughs> and I, ne- I think I nearly failed miserably. And I don't know how I did it. But yeah, no, it was. That's impressive because this is the easiest game of Poyo Poyo. Well, no, no, it was because it was because at the start I didn't know what I was doing. So have I was you like, not well, played uh, any of these before? Like, did you not play Poyo Poyo Tetris? No, I've never played. I've played. Okay. I've played Tetris and stuff, but I didn't realize this is what this was. If right. you know what I mean. So yeah. I was a bit like, "Hang on, what's going on here?" But by the time I realized, I'd already dropped about six or seven blocks. Hang on, did you not play? Oh, what was the Sonic version of it? Doctor um, Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. No, I did not play Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Well, shoot, no wonder you, no wonder you. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it was a bit. Oh, that's why I was a bit taken aback. But yeah, it was. It was fun. It was, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of the bosses are just jump and hit them for a lot of them. There were, they are the few that are a bit different, like the Puyo Puyo, the, um, the rocket one. Well, I'll tell you, there's a whole bunch of them as you go on. So there's, I'll just go through some of the highlights. I say you'll have more I've, than me though. I was going to say, I went through all 24 of them. So, yeah. and if you're sitting there going, there's 25, like, fuck, did I get that secret boss? Christ. <laughs> but uh <laughs> getting all the chaos emeralds i'm not good at sonic but uh there was so there was like a weird kind of a bouncy spider one which has you know the kind of like the bumpers in sonic as it were when you bounce off and it goes ping and sends you flying off so not the spring but like the rebound kind of things no the what the bumpers springy things the springy boingy things no no not the springy boingy things because they're just springs like but they're in smash bros i mean that's what oh, no, that's what i was talking about before like the little metal plate things that you bounce off with the little stars in the middle. Yes, yes. Oh. That's what I was tra- no. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> well, yeah. So there's a spider. There's kind of like this spider boss, which has like a giant bumper for its body, and so you essentially you can't damage it directly. But like the level you're on, like an elevator that's constantly going up, and there's spikes that appear on like first the left and the right, then both sides. So you have to kind of like spring yourself off the bumper to like bounce it into the spikes to hurt it, while also making sure you don't bounce yourself into spikes. So that was that was a fun one. Poyo Poyo we've already talked about. There's like a Gachapon machine one, if you know what one of those is. Where you, so you know in supermarkets there are those machines where you put a pound in and then you I twist the like, little, little knob yeah. and you get like the little capsule. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those where Eggman's got a machine full of them, so you have to like hit like let them out, and then you get like tiny versions of old Sonic bosses, I think. So like there's a car, there's a floaty plane. There's an Amy that hugs you and blows up. And that's brilliant. So you essentially have to do all that. And when you beat them all, you then just turn it again and that deposits Eggman out of the machine. It's brilliant. I love it. There's a, there's a Metal Sonic chase sequence where you have to like run across another side-scrolling bit while he's trying to hit you and doing the supersonic sounds off the screen so you know when these attacks are coming. That's like three whole bloody phases of that, which gets a bit tiring. But yeah, there's a guy riding around on a motorbike who you have to hit a ninja who you have to bump from below a guy who looks like he's from knights who transforms into i think it's team chaotix from sonic heroes i could be wrong there this is there's, there's, there's a flying stage where you have to like shoot at the worm there is so much variety in those bosses and that was always a delight some of them got frustrating because i couldn't figure out the mechanics so just flailed myself at them until they died 
but for the main I could always rely on the bosses to be like a highlight of the level and something I would look forward to even if the level itself was a bit yeah no I think that I think that sums up a lot of it like the gameplay I think is good but I think the boss battles the variation of them probably makes it a bit better yeah. I think if it was just the same kind of boss every time you'd be a bit this is a bit of a shit game to be honest yeah. and you'd probably wonder how how many people <laughs> how people have actually liked it and everything um, well it also helps because the only real way so all of sonic's moveset is essentially you jump into enemies which is a spin jump and that kills them or maybe you'll spin dash into them which is spinning and that kills them whereas the bosses and that's how pretty much you beat any enemy in the entire game yeah whereas the bosses obviously some some of them you can beat by again by just spin jumping into them but some of them require those more strategies and like figuring it out and i kind of did you get to the weller one i can't you might have done the weller one in the what you did where there's a there's like a tv report about different weller things and you have to kind of react to that to do different things like oh the wind's coming i have to hold on to this bar that's in the is that in the studiopolis zone it might be yeah because that was another fun one i liked i think it is and i think i got confused and then i actually really liked it (laughs) that's the it takes a a lot of them take a run to kind of figure it out and then you're like oh no i see what i'm doing now I think that's the one. I'm just double checking now because I remember it and I, I had it written down as like random boss, but I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> um, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, I just I cannot praise the bosses enough, which uh, does lead into another point. But I'll let you uh, look up your notes first. Yeah, I'm just having a quick check on this. Uh, it's the way the Weather Globe in Act, yes. Act Two. Yeah, yeah, that's that was pretty cool. Actually, I remember that again. I didn't really know properly what I was doing, and I kind of just winged my way through it. But it was actually pretty fun, like seeing the weather forecast and then avoiding the lightning and everything like that and stuff. It actually was pretty cool. Yeah. But again, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> I feel it's, it's weird, like, before you go on your next point, I kind of feel that, like, as though Sonic is like a kid's platformer, I feel that there's a lot of things in there which are probably a lot more complex than just for, like, a three-year-old, if you know what I mean. Like, I think Mario, obviously Mario is the same age rating for platformers, that I think because Mario teaches you things in, like, in the opening area like we're talking about that actually yeah. it's probably a lot easier game to play for younger people whereas sonic just kind of throws you in and sonic's got attitude yeah Twiggy, don't forget yeah sorry so. yeah it's got attitude but i just kind of feel that although it's a like a kid's platformer based on age ratings and everything it's yeah. really not yeah it's definitely i feel i mean, again i can't comment on it and from like the perspective of people who played this in the 90s but certainly to me when i look at the mario is I'm not going to say easier because there are, there are frustrating Mario levels, but certainly simpler and easier to grasp than Sonic. Yeah, yeah definitely. But, uh, I mean, so the other point I was going to make, and I, so I don't know, did you get to try any of the like the bonus stages, the, the mm, Chaos Emerald stages? No, I've, did I do one? No, I've done them on the, other, on the original Sonic. Right, I, so I have no idea what they are on the original Sonic, I'll admit. So this, this may, I might be about to say this magical revelation, and you're like, yeah, that was in Sonic 3, and I'll be like, oh. Okay, <laughs> so basically, the thing I noted as I was going along, so there are actually no, I'll talk about the story first, and then I'll lead into the point. Of kind of the epiphany it gave me. So there's a bonus stage, essentially hidden in the levels, and it's a lot more findable in the early levels, where you're probably going to discover the paths off the beaten path a lot easier than in the later levels, where they're hidden rather deviously. I mean, I did find a couple, but I feel that was more by luck, or I died so many times, I was like, what happens if I go this way? Oh secret ring that takes you to essentially 
there's a difference between secret and bonus, so I apologize to Sonic fans who are like, that's not right. But the ones that take you go through a ring and you go to the Chaos Emerald stages. Yeah, I know. So, I know that one. yeah, essentially, those are kind of you're transported to this F Zero style world yep. where you're chasing after like a drone that's holding a Chaos Emerald. Oh, yes, I did do one of them. That's that's one I did do. Yeah. Yeah. Was, it, was this in any old Sonic game or not? Um, was this new? Not that I remember. The ones in the Sonic, there was, it was a bit like an F Zero style thing, but. You were just in a, you were in like a half pipe, and okay. you had to collect the rings and obviously avoid non-rings okay. basically in it. And then obviously when you get the end, you get. I don't yeah, know if that yeah. was a Chaos Emerald one or you or another one, but another one was where do you know the the shields with the star with the star and where you could like bounce off them. Yeah. So one of them. Oh, you're original... on about the one where you're on like a 3D planet and you're kind of collecting blue orbs. I don't yeah. know. So I think this might be a bit that different. One. So in okay. the original Sonics, you you like bounced around them. And, yeah. you had to, and you had to hit them a, cer- a certain number of times to get the, the thing to open, to get the crystal. But right. the whole outside of the level was them as well. So if you hit them too many times, you start to form gaps in the, in oh, the okay. outside and you could fall out. And I always fell out, <laughs> surprisingly. But yeah, that was yeah. the other one. So there was like them two that I remember from back then. Yeah. Now there's the collect the blue orbs on the planet ones, make the return as like the star post levels. But uh, mm. the one, so the ones I'm on about, it's kind of like F-Zero. So you're kind of on that um so like if you played maximum velocity or the snes one where you're kind of like you're on like almost like a vision is it visual mode seven whatever where you're on like the 2d plane but it's all in 3d so essentially you're running along chasing after the drone with the chaos emerald and uh you get like 30 seconds denoted by your rings which start counting down and you can basically you can pick up rings which will give you more time in the level or you can pick up these kind of like blue orb things, which kind of, once you've got enough, speed you up. So you go from Mac 1, Mac 2, Mac 3. And you're basically trying to catch up this thing. So you'll be just, you'll be spending the first part of the level trying to collect blue orbs to speed yourself up and get rings to keep the time going, while also picking up on where the shortcuts are on the level. And then when you're fast enough, you'll be using the shortcuts so you can catch up and get the Chaos Emerald before you run out of time. That is brilliant. And I love them because that, to me, is a better representation of what I want from Sonic than actually Sonic, because it's a level where your rings suddenly matter a lot more. Every ring matters as opposed to like playing chase the rings when you've got a hundred of them and you lose them all. It's a game about speed and trying to maintain speed, because obviously you hit into the side, you slow down for a bit and you have to accelerate back up to whatever Mac you're at, you've unlocked. Yeah. It's a it's a game about going fast and collecting rings and trying to catch something and it's this is everything Sonic's about. This is Sonic. This is the real Sonic right here i love those games <laughs> and it led me to the epiphany that because i love the bosses i love the bonus stages i love that special stage and the epiphany i had was the further sonic gets away from being sonic the more i like <laughs> it <laughs> which is a weird realization to have yeah that's that's an interesting realization to have yeah because the bosses are a lot like sonic because they're more you figure them out and they utilize the mechanics in interesting ways as do the stage special and bonus stages and it's i was like wow this is this is the lesson i'm taking from sonic mania so, so for you the kind of the main bit of the gameplay was just getting you to these extra zones to enjoy i think getting to the bosses were like often like the best bits for me and yeah it's just and I was like going, and this holds true for the, like, the rest of Sonic. I love Sonic Kart, which isn't Sonic. I love Sonic Heroes, which isn't really like a 2D Sonic. Every Sonic game I've loved, over, the, I like Sonic Spinball because it's more about pinball mechanics. I like Mean Bean Machine because it's a puzzle game. I like, 
wow, this is this is it then. This is my my final take on Sonic. The less Sonic it is, the better. That's that's an interesting take. Yeah. Oh. The, the thing is though, when you mentioned that, I really enjoyed Sonic Heroes. I really enjoyed yeah. Sonic Adventure. I think on the Dreamcast, yes. that was really like good fun to play back then. And I always find the two D Sonics too difficult for me to want to to play them. But I don't. Yes, yeah. I, I say difficult. I think it's more the gameplay in them. I don't think I really enjoy it loads i think it's good but i don't think i enjoyed enough to want to maybe fail miserably six or seven times on this one stage and then keep going back to it i just think well, I get you you used an interesting turn of phrase before we started recording actually which i was kind of i liked so your your kind of opinion is a little bit different to mine in that you you as mentioned because you got to like act sorry zone four so you struggle with you, you struggled a bit with it, but and you found it yeah. difficult. But you were having fun with it, and I think in your own words, you were like, "You wish this was a game you were better at," which yeah. was an interesting take. I thought, yeah, it's a game I wish I was better at. But then the more I think, the more I played the Flying Battery Zone one, the more I was like, "It's just, it's not me, it's not me." And I don't know if that was just because the mood, the mood I was in when I was playing it, but I was like, "This isn't me. This is the game. Like I'm not failing because of me being bad. I'm failing because." It's too floaty. I'm falling off this one little bit because the jumping doesn't doesn't feel right and everything like that. But it's definitely yeah. a game because of the amount of ones that I've played that I do wish I was better at and I could finish. And maybe if I did play a little bit more and sit down and actually not get frustrated with it, I probably would be better at it and I probably would finish it. But it's one of them yeah. where as much as I do want to wish I was better at it so I could finish it, it gets to the point where do I really really want to sit and play the same zone for so many times because i keep dying at exactly the same point yeah this is definitely like a stupid mistake definitely a game with a steep learning curve to it yeah and a lot of people including me in the past and you are kind of i can understand if people are put off with that i can also understand why people who get past that love it probably am i really gonna make a dark souls comparison wow to the people who like put the time and the effort into a Souls game and get to that point where they have mastered the kind of mechanics and that way, whatever the game throws at them, they can adapt to it. Yeah. Those are the kind of people who probably absolutely love Sonic and that's, that's fine, that's great. As I mentioned before, it's kind of one that reward, the more you know about the level designs that you're going into and the way Sonic moves and how you can kind of when to press the button because it's less muscle memory and more kind of, I want to go down this path, so if I do this here, this here, this here, hey. Like, if you can put the time in, that's probably where the true Sonic begins, as it were. Whereas Filthy Casual Me gets to the end, watches the credits, and like, yeah. And then Eggman's taunting me because he has five of the seven Chaos Emeralds because I only got two. And the game's like, try again. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> no. I have just put a chunk of my life into this. I am damn proud that I've beaten my first 2D Sonic game. And your reward is to stick your middle finger up to the player and say you're not good enough. And I'm like, that's not, this isn't going to inspire me to go back and do better. This is going to inspire me to never play the game again, which I haven't done since yeah. I beat I think, it. I think that's the thing. I think, like we were saying there, like comparing it to Souls games and stuff, I think Sonic attracts two types of people, like me and you, the ones that just want to play it, get through it, and enjoy what we've played. And then the other people yeah. who want to want to master everything, and they're the ones that will be like, not today, Dr. Eggman, I'm coming back to get those Chaos Emeralds. Or like, in the case of me, where they die the same, like so many times at the same point, they're like, I'm not going to die there again. I'm going to I'm gonna learn the mechanics a little bit more and I'm going to smash this part of it and then carry on yeah. and keep going. And I think that's, I don't know if that's a, a testament to why Sonic's still so popular now, because it attracts two different kinds of audiences. Like, I, I always it... think 
Mario games, they obviously probably attract the same the same two audiences of people, but I think they are just a game where you can just play it and just enjoy it and not think, I need to get really so much better at the mechanics of this part of the game to do X, Y, and Z, if that makes sense. No, no, I'm I'm completely with you there. I mean it also I think it also helps that you watch Sonic and odds are you're watching either like a trailer or maybe a speedrunner for it. And Sonic at a high skill level looks sublime because these players are skillfully navigating it around, masterfully moving through levels and discovering things you didn't even know were there. And it's like, hot damn, I want to be that guy. I want to be cruising around at the speed of sound like Sonic and this player. And then if you're like us, you play it and you're like, ah, this isn't... It's too fast. I just want to go fast. Yeah. No, it's, it's a strange one. I mean... I enjoyed playing what I played of it. You obviously enjoyed it enough to finish it. I, so. I, I finished it because it's the, I'm doing it for this podcast. So there were times where it was a struggle. There were times where it was less of that. I mean, as I, as I, I mean, do you have anything else you want to kind of go into, Squiggy, before we kind of move to our closing? Not thoughts? really for me. I think, I think we've covered off quite a lot, to be honest. Yeah, through it. yeah we've... Uh, Got quite a discussion out of it for someone who has uh, already beaten the core of the game. Yeah, I told you, I uh, can talk about Sonic. Hey, yeah, I feel, as I said, so as I mentioned at the start, I don't like 2D Sonic. I still don't like 2D Sonic. Actually, I think I tweeted this slightly. So if you follow me on Twitter, you'll have seen this opinion like a week or two ago when I beat it. But I get it now, and I can appreciate why people love it. And this really does come across as like a love letter for people who have played the Omega Drive originals. And then did Sonic 4 and were like, this isn't my Sonic. And did Sonic Generations and were like, this isn't my Sonic. For those people, this is your Sonic. This is the hyper, this is the modern, shiny, glitzy, but also still very much old school Sonic game that you've probably been wanting and screaming for for forever, which is probably why it's done so well, because there was such a large portion of that fan base that just wanted that. And they got it. And that's awesome. And I think, as I say, I think it looks great. It's definitely, you play it and you definitely get that this is the, the old Sonics done modern. That said, it's, as I mentioned, it also means it's got all the warts of it. I don't like Sonic on a mechanical level, but I get it. I get how the rings are kind of more to keep, like they take the edge off of what you're doing, but you're never in a truly safe space, as it were. I get kind of get that more now as an adult whereas as a kid i was like ah what's the point of having more rings no i get that now as you mentioned it's easier to get them back i i just i just wish the amount of love and creativity that went into this wasn't then ramshackled by annoying sonic mechanics because there is clear there is so much love and creativity has gone to this but it's a, still fundamentally a sonic game and if you don't fundamentally like sonic games like me or like 2d Sonic games like me it's frustrating as hell there are moments i love and as i mentioned the further it goes away from classic sonic the more i love it but uh y- yeah my kind of this it's why i love everything that's sonic that isn't sonic sonic <laughs> ye classic sonic yeah and that'll annoy sonic fans and that's okay i get why you love it now i get if i put a lot of my life into being good at Sonic. I would probably love it as well, but it's it's not for me. Sonic's just it's not for me. But if you love it, that's awesome. I can appreciate. But this is probably an amazing game for you. So. Yeah, I think I think for me, just to close on, like I enjoyed 2D Sonic when I was younger, and playing it now, I don't think 
I enjoyed it as much now as I did when I was younger, probably because I've played a lot more games now that I'm older and I've learned a lot more about other games, if you know what I mean. So for me, going back to it alone, it was amazing going back to sort of Green Hill Zone, the Chemical Plant Zone and everything like that. It just felt, it felt quite dated, like you said, because of the mechanics. And like we talked about early, like earlier on, the chemical plant zone, like the jumping in the water mechanics, playing them again sort of made me shiver a little bit, remembering them and then having to play through them again. So although it's obviously, like you said, if you were a 2D Sonic fan, you love the original Sonic games, this is a brilliant game for you because it, it is true to your original games. But for someone like me who enjoys them but wanted to sort of maybe get a little bit further with Sonic, it still kind of holds me back a little bit because of that. And I mean, if I could get better at it instantly, I would, and I'd play through it all the time, but I just don't want to sink that time into it when I get frustrated at it. And that's yeah. pretty much all I've got. Yeah, I feel uh, we've uh, we've covered Sonic Mania quite aptly. We have. I, and- I'm happy that I now have a more nuanced take on it that isn't just, I hate the rings and the platform main, go away. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad that I got past the bit that I couldn't get past as a child. And then sort of realizing that it's still difficult now as an adult. So I'm like, okay yeah, I beat the hard bit. It's plain sailing from. Oh, yeah. And I like that was only the second zone. Of 12. That was the yeah. other bit. Like, I'm not begrudging it for being like a long game or anything. In fact, it's not even like 12, like 24 levels isn't that long by platform standards. But there was a point where I was like months back where I was played a couple. And I was like, oh, I'm probably halfway now. And I was like, oh, there's 12 zones. Oh, yeah. Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that when I was on the flying battery zone. I thought, oh, there must only be two zones left after this or something. And then I just checked how many there were, and I thought, oh, great. I'm only a quarter of the way through. Well, I'm not even a quarter because <laughs> I haven't beat this level yet. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we'll wrap that one up there. Again, if you've got any thoughts on Sonic Mania, if you think we're both idiots, if you wish Laura was here, tweet us at Behind Lagging. Maybe Laura might reappear for the next episode because of your tweets. Who knows? Um, our next game i will also say laura didn't be either so laura laura didn't she, even get as far as me she's still in the doghouse yeah um so yeah so the next our next uh free stuff game is going to be are you ready for this drum roll it's going to be knack so knack was a launch title for the playstation 4 back in 2013 and i feel oh like it's God. quite fitting that that we play that yeah that we play a launch a ps4 launch title just as we probably want to play ps5 launch titles because the PS5 launches probably well. want to. What are you talking about, buddy? Um, by the time, actually, wait, no, will it be out for the next episode coming live? Maybe yeah. not the next. Uh... Yes, yeah, it will have been for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. Uh, I'll be playing the heck out of Spider Man, Miles Morales. Yeah, but we'll also be playing Knack as part of free stuff. <laughs> so that'll be episode twenty. I'll give you a little quick overview of Knack in case you're not sure of it. This is the Amazon blurb because I'm not going to the PlayStation Store again. An unlikely hero. Mankind must turn to Knack, an unlikely hero, to protect them from a dangerous new threat. The unassuming Knack stands at a mere three feet tall, but thanks to the power of mysterious ancient relics, he can transform into a powerful brute or even a gigantic wrecking machine. Knack is mankind's only hope for turning the tide against the invading goblin army, but trying to harness the true power of the relics could threaten to put the whole world at risk. And this was obviously made by Mark Cerny, the guy who was basically in charge of the architecture of the PS4 and the PS5. That's great Yes. You and you and uh, our, our lovely absentee queen don't exactly have the best track record so far on free stuff. Yeah, I know. Are you are you willing now to promise to me and to all of our loyal listeners? I am not promising anything so. 
You will beat Knack. I will like, try I'm not being my. The only one who beats this shitting game. I will for try the my very time. best. I will try my very best to beat it. But like, again, no one ever has. Not, if, yes, if I am not very good at it, then that is not my problem. <laughs> As we found with Sonic Mania and Ori. Ori, I was just terrible. I will, I will have a breakdown if I'm the only one who does this again. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will try my best. Um, it's a game that I have actually been mean to play. I know it's not been reviewing the best. But it's just a game that I just kind of wanted to say that I've played because it was yeah. a PS4 I'm interested title. to see what it's like. It's something I've, I've got it because it's on PS Plus, but it's not something I've ever really had the initiative or like was like, I should play that. You know, actually, I'd forgotten it was on PS Plus. Yeah, well, I saw so, it on PS Plus and thought, I'll just, I'll down, I'll put it in my library because I will play it at some point. But yeah, yeah. so I'm interested to see how we like, like the game I've never actually considered playing. I'm interested to see this is a reason to play it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it gets really weird reviews as well. Some people absolutely love it, and some people think it's the worst game ever. And I think that's why there's a lot of jokes about it on the internet and everything, because obviously it got a sequel. I call it now, it's a 6 out of 10 okay platform. If I can beat the 6 out of 10 okay platform, then it's a 10 out of 10 from me. <laughs> so yeah, Oh so my that... god, if that's your take, I'll love it. Squeaky, <laughs> squeaky's take, Nack's better than Sonic and Ori. Because just... I've finished it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that wraps up another episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Squires. Slazo, you are at... Slazo King. Are you going to spell it? Nah, I feel they, they know by this they point. They should know by now. And we're obviously at Behind Lagging. Remember, every other Tuesday, 9 o'clock, all good podcasting services. And we'll see you all in two weeks' time for episode number 16. Goodbye. Enjoy your new Xboxes. <laughs> and PlayStation. Uh...